Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. The bourbon is flowing. The ice cubes are tinkling in the ga- in the glass, and I'm I'm ready to go, man. Talk some sports. All right. Well, welcome to Two Shots of Ginger. Uh, this is our fourth episode. Um, I got I got some emails this week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how anyone has uh, my email. Um, it's TikTok stealing your data. <laughs> shut it down shut it down well uh but anyways uh so anyways at the end of the show we're gonna start leaving our emails because people are uh, concerned that we're not um touching upon the audience base and we're just uh running our mouths here i just want to say that everything that we say here um is in our opinions uh this is this is my opinion and that's his opinion and that's why we're two shots of ginger um we base stuff on uh historical knowledge that we may or may not have remembered depending on what timeline you're on you know depending on what mandela effect you're you're living with um with that being said uh we are talking today about some collegiate things going on uh first first that being said is the email i got was from a young man who uh is a fan of the show he is a uh running back that was committed to the ohio state university um and after he said in his in his his opinion after listening to our show he in the research changed his commitment to michigan and i was like wow naturally naturally i mean i was like wow we also had a, an athlete that was uh running back uh committed to the university of notre dame who changed his commitment to the university of michigan so now you have top two top ESPN 300 running backs that are, will be going to the university of Michigan next year. Um, and I just want to say, I don't, I don't stipulate things that I think are um, complete facts. I give you the information that I have seen and I have known in my lifetime. So when I, when I say things, I am telling you what I've read what I've seen on the internet, what has happened. And with that being said, <clears throat> going over uh, things with, with, with college football, there is uh, a lot more than just college football. You know, there's co- other college sports. You know, um, last night I was, uh, I was watching highlights and I thought this kid, this kid's from Michigan, you know, uh, this, this, t- this, uh, this Ted, uh, Johnson kid, uh, you know, he, he's a hockey player. He plays for the, uh, Columbus blue jackets. He did what is called a Michigan where you top shelf it and cradle the puck around the backside of the net yep. and just put it in. And, it, and, you know, literally named the Michigan because it's only ever been done five times in history. And it was done in an, uh, it was done in a championship game, uh, last night at the university of Michigan by one of the Hughes brothers who his older brother plays for the New Jersey devils. And then it was done last night, uh, you know, uh, by the uh, blue jackets player uh, Johnson. And it was done also by, 
the the Hughes brothers at one of the Hughes brothers at Michigan last night. So I thought that was that was interesting. Now, um, I, you know, the thing about that move, I just want to touch on that for a minute. Right here, here's is it is it cool to look at? Is it a crowd pleaser? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, I have seen that happen before. In the Frozen Four, I can't, oh, a handful of years ago, where a Michigan player did that. And the goalie, now the goalie has no other recourse but to freaking grab the stick, right? As he's wrapping around it. Okay. And to me, it's a great, because, you know, I've seen them get called for interference and in holding the stick. Now, how are you going to call that on a goaltender? Because that's the only method he has to stop that puck. You yeah, know? I, you know, and as a as a uh, ex goaltender, I will I will say that you don't have the only thing you can. And by this time, it's too late. Reaction time at that speed, like you have to be. I'm sorry, you have to be highly gifted. And me personally, I wouldn't have been able to make that. But even as a highly gifted tender. You're putting your glove to stick at the backside at the backside of the poles. By that time, right. it's already a goal. You know, uh, there's not really any way to stop it. Uh, you know, I just, I just just kudos to those guys. And, and that's the other thing is the amount of the amount of balance and skill it takes to do that with a hockey stick. Um, it's just just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing to me. We were actually talking about um, this with somebody else. Uh, Late, late last week, how when we played hockey and we were learning how to uh, shoot, we didn't even we played with a nub on the end of our stick. Like we yeah. didn't even have, you know, you know. And some of these guys were like, "Oh man, we play with broomsticks and you know this and that." And I'm like, "I'm like everybody's different, you know." And you know, again, there's I not think, many. I think in that instance, right, of the, in in that move. Like I said, yeah, is it, is it cool to watch and all that other stuff? But I, I am a firm believer, having played hockey for many years. Okay, there needs to be, there needs to be a release of the puck from the stick in order for it to, to count. You know, and now I understand that you have there's 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 exceptions. You know, you're coming in tight on a goaltender, you give him a juke, and then you just slam it home. You know, right, you know, and right up against the boat. You know, to the point I've done it before. You juke a goaltender out of his out of his pads, and you get a free walk in, and you just kind of slam it on home. You know, it's kind of it's more insulting than anything else. But on the norm, there for the most part, there needs to be a release of the puck from the stick. There have to, like I said, if you have the goalie beat, then that, that's one thing. But you know, other than that, I mean, come on. Well, that's and and, and there's to to each each one's uh, opinion on that, and then you know we kind of going off of that. Um, you're a Notre Dame fan, your opinion your opinion doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> that's moving <laughs> 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 moving move forward. Uh, this weekend <laughs> in college college men's basketball, we're down to the elite eight um, for the first time ever. In the history of the game, Dude. for since they've been picking the '64 tournament, which I think yep. has been as as old as as old as Brian is here, uh, Ain't no older, no than number you. one, don't, don't frame it like that. Get out of here, don't frame. It. No number I mean, one, no number well, one, yeah. and the Alabama's eight, the last one. 
Alabama was the last remaining. Yeah. Number one. And so uh, I'm sorry, not Alabama. Alabama and Houston were the two number one. Interesting point, though. They both got beat by a number five. You know, and, and, uh, and you look at it and look at it and, you know, people, people looking back and, and like, you know, like I, I had Xavier beating Texas. Obviously that didn't happen. Texas beat Xavier. Yeah. Um, and I, I had Michigan state beating Kansas state and that obviously that didn't happen, but I'm, I am more surprised by Creighton Blue Jays than I am San Diego State as a number five beating a number one Alabama. Why San Diego State? Again, I I told you when we first started the podcast the kind of ball that they're playing. They have a chance to go to the Final Four. I did say that. It doesn't mean that I necessarily picked them. I just saying that you know there's what those were one of those teams, and I think I think Miami. You know, Miami does what Miami does, you know, they're doing what they, they need to do. Uh, it's, it's absolutely nuts right now, you know, and uh, I honestly, Gonzaga and UConn, you're ba- those are basically your number ones. If you had a redraft, if you had a redraft number ones right now, Zaga and UConn are your number ones. I, I picked, I picked Zaga over UConn, but UConn has a flat, a fast floor team, you know, um, just like that, that kid, that kid from, I can't think of his name. He's from Kansas state. He's a point guard. He's quick. He creates offense. He doesn't necessarily create offense just by himself. He creates offense. He reminds me of some white chocolate. I tell you what, he reminds me of some Williams. (laughs) Uh, no doubt, man. He the way that he creates offense on the floor. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna dive to him. They're gonna dip to him, and then even taking him off of passing, you know, passing lanes, he still creates something. Like I, I haven't seen honestly, I haven't seen somebody so creative with the ball since uh, Williams. And before that, uh, you know, when we started watching basketball when we were younger, you know, um, the Jordan era. T- Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway. Oh yeah. You know, you know, uh, and that's who he really reminds me of. He's just like a a smaller, a smaller, quicker Tim Hardaway. The the amount of presence he creates on the, on the uh, court is just unbelievable. You know, I gotta say, I'm proud of you, man. Cause you made that white chocolate reference and you, you usually would take the opportunity to quote like Luke Herring, because he was from Notre Dame and you didn't, you went the other way with that. I'm proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, like a, he reminds me of a Luke Heron goatee, you know. <laughs> Pete Marinovich. I need, <laughs> I need to find a soundbite, right? Yeah. Every time you make reference to somebody, Notre Dame, you know. Or, or just start playing the Notre Dame fight song, but that's awesome saying, in my house. Just start playing the fight song. <laughs> That's blasphemy in my house. We don't allow that. So, now, if somebody, if somebody were to dig dirt up on me, right? I had a picture, and I will only admit this because you know I was young and stupid. But there was a time, and there is photographic proof of me wearing a Notre Dame sweatshirt. I think. 
I think if somebody if somebody had to find a Polaroid somewhere, circa circa nineteen ninety, oh, there man. was me. Uh, well, maybe ninety one, ninety two. There was me being a fan of the uh, of the uh, the the Michigan uh, foursome of the the freshman frosh there, oh, yeah. uh, freshman four. I I remember. I think I had a, a starter hat. And I was just, you Starter. know. Oh, man. I, that that was the stuff back in the day. Like, you, anybody who was anybody had a starter, like sports. You remember the pullovers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I still remember the one I had. It was a Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I, I think everybody had a Charlotte Hornets one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, that, that, was, that was right when they came out, when they were an expansion team. You know, yeah. I, we were too we were too poor. We didn't, I couldn't afford that that starter one. We went to went to Marshalls or uh, or Sears and got the same colors, but it didn't have anything. Right. Yeah, like I my parents couldn't afford starter when we were younger, so for my birthday they got me a chalk line coat of the Charlotte Hornets. I still remember that. Oh man, sports specialties. <laughs> I, you know what? It, you know, and it, it's it's funny that we're saying that because like. Like I see it in my older son, right? Like he is not the dedicate, like the dedicated to, you know, Northwest Indiana sports, the Chicago land area sports, right? Like he's a, he's a Bulls fan and he's a Cubs fan, but when it comes to football, his face, favorite team for some strange freaking reason is the Houston Texans. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> and he's got so many different jerseys. He's got. He's got he had a DeAndre Hopkins jersey when he was on the Texans. He's got a Jarvis Landry jersey. Not Wait, one Bears jersey in this. Does house. he have a Brandon Cooks jersey? That's all I need to know. No, no, no. Thank God. <laughs> but it, you know what? It it just it like it reminded me of back in the day because like I remember when I was younger, I was always a Bulls fan. Okay, I was always a Bears fan. You know, my dad was a Purdue fan. I was a Michigan fan. That there was there was the the differencing of opinions there. But and I was a Cubs fan. But when it came to hockey, and part of it was is because, yeah, I played hockey. But you got to remember back then, the Blackhawks they weren't televised. They weren't marketed. No. You know, old man. No, we, we used to do any of that. We used to have to watch old tapes yeah. of of uh, of those guys, you know. And I, I remember, I remember being a kid watching. And I'm like, and then going to a game. I'm like, when did they start wearing helmets? What? Yeah. What? What is this? Right. <laughs> and, and, you know what? I, remember- is I was all over the map with hockey. I had, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I had a Tampa Bay Lightning starter starter pullover, and my big team that I was really high on, especially in, in middle school and, and through early high school was New Jersey Devils. I had New Jersey Devils away jersey. I had their home jersey. I just, I was all about the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. You know, it's and it's and it and it it cracks me up because like like I said, my older son's got all these different sports teams and everything like that. But then you stop and when you think about it, it's like, well I was the same freaking way, you know. <laughs> but in the moment it's like you know, you ask him what he wanted for. I I remember when Khalil Mack got on the Bears. I'm like, you like you want a jersey for Christmas? You know, you know, he's like, you want a Camille Mack, Camille, uh, you know, Khalil Mack, and he's like, nah, I don't want a Khalil Mack. I'll take a Jarvis Landry jersey. That's like, what? 
mate. You know, it's it the sport the sports sporting world has changed. It's it's more about the the fly by night. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just. Uh, it's 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 different it's it, it's it's different and, and you you remember yourself who you you growing up and you know who you're watching and it's just it's changed so much it's changed so much and being that talking about change um we don't touch a lot on on women's professional sports or women's collegiate sports let me just just say amazing that both miami teams are in the uh the the 16 and i think i think they both made it to the eight as well um and the cavendish twins weren't even really playing so i i you know it's gonna duck out first there's the question (sighs) at this point right now it's bragging rights yeah yeah i mean it i don't know man (laughs) honestly Texas, Texas hasn't been into an elite eight or a final four since I think Durant was on the team. If I'm, if I, I could be mistaken, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure they haven't been this far since uh, Kevin Durant was on the team. Um, and they look, they look hungry. They look hungry. They look, they look, and they're all, you know, they got, they got two or three of the best athletes in the country as far as basketball goes on their team, there's no reason I I'm, I'm looking to see, I'm looking to see if Zaga's speed can overwhelm Yukon's strength and, uh, and, uh, power, you know, uh, if that can happen, it's probably going to be Yukon and, and, and Texas. Uh, Miami's yeah. just hungry though. You know what I mean? Well, I don't see, I don't see FAU what, getting past Kansas state and, I, I feel like San Diego State's going to beat Creighton, so I, I think do, it's going to be. I don't know, man. FAU, I was watching their game Thursday night. FAU's playing good ball right now. You know, and it all started with their football team. You know, if you talk to the athletic director there at FAU, um, they're, they're looking for short comments, and, and he said it all started with the football team. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, you are you opened up that much doorway. You know, same thing with Alabama, you know, uh, and they had a, they had a clip. um, I think it was the, I want to say ESPN, ESPN had a clip of um, the uh, coach that I will remain unmentioned, the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide football team um, down there. And he said, you know, he goes by what these guys pick on ESPN. He goes, he goes, and it's a bunch of malarkey. He goes, I can't, I can't talk wash. He said, he said, I can't go by what they pick. He goes, my, my brackets were messed up before, <laughs> you know, <laughs> was busted before the damn tournament began. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know, his, his seat, his seating was done before it began. And I'm like, I'm like, and that's exactly it. You, if you can watch them all year long and you can tell me, okay, well, they had a bad run in December. Everybody knows that UConn had a bad run in December. Everybody knew that Duke had a bad run in December. You know, North Carolina just lost like 10 of their last 12, you know, like they weren't going to make it again. And you know what I mean? Like, so all good teams have their bad runs. Absolutely. It it happens. You're not going to, you're not going to just dominate all the time. And you know what the funny thing, and it's not even really funny. It's aggravating is, you know, ESPN back when we were younger, that was the place to go. If you wanted insight on an athlete or a team or a sport, 
anything like that, right? Because they had different, they had different viewpoints, but it, you know, if you didn't agree with the viewpoint, but they gave you a reason as to why that that's their viewpoint. I don't watch ESPN anymore. And half of the, the analysis and the opinions that people give on certain things, it's like, I'm screaming at my TV. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Are you yeah, you know, and that's, and that's, and see, and that's, that's the whole, that's the thing. That's the analytics of it. You know, like you got, they're like, well, you're like, well, I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be Maryland. Uh, Maryland's, uh, Maryland's going to beat Notre Dame. And uh, I'm going to take South Carolina over UCLA. And they got, they got UConn beating Ohio state. And we're like, well, I think those Tennessee women are, are fighting. And I'm like, I'm like, but you just said this, this, and this, and now you got you got like uh, Iowa is playing Louisville, and LSU is playing Miami, you know, in the Elite Eight. Yeah, you know, so like, what make make up your, you know, and I, and again, like you said, it's it's uh, and it's and touching on the women's thing, man. I'll tell you what, uh, this is something that is is near and dear and true to my heart, and I had talked to, um a female gamer last night about this who happens to be uh, bisexual. And here's the thing. I was asking her about how to do with anything. Oh, listen, listen, (laughs) listen. I was, I was talking to her about how um, the female presence is in in all sports. And we, and, and gaming is a sport, you know, whether we like it or not, it has changed in our lifetime. Gaming has become a sport and there are more, uh, obviously female presence in in gaming i said well how do you feel about she said the only time i said because I, I asked her i said how do you feel about transgenders in in sports and she said she said the only time that transgender in sports doesn't matter is in gaming and i right. and, I, and I, I thought about that i was like i said sorry i said you don't agree with you know what's going on with the that collegiate girl um you know, uh, with the swimming and she's like, no, she goes, in fact, you know, uh, after you'd gotten off, she had said, you know, did you hear about what happened in Italy? And I said, I did. I said, I said, the Italian women's team got mocked when a transgender, um, and I, and I, and I, and I don't know these references and I will say that he was a male, um, a transgender, uh, careful. You don't want to female, I guess. Well, and, and here's the thing. I believe that if that's what you are born, then that's the lane you should stay in. Just because you had your stuff modified does not mean that you should be able to compete. And she's like, and she, you know, and she agreed. She was like, well, yeah, she goes, you know, she goes, you can take all the hormones you want and this and that and everything. But like when you've been a male for 15 years, then you're a male for 15 years, you know? And she was like, yeah, she said, it's upsetting. She's upsetting in the community. She said, and not everybody views everything the same way she goes. But again, she is an older uh, LGBTQ plus member or whatever, you know, you call it. it, Here's my thing. And and I I don't want to bring in uh, politics and you know all that garbage onto the show. That's not what we're trying to do. Here. No, no, and it's not about politics. It's about about, it's about right versus wrong. Well, this is what I'm going to tell you on this, okay? Um, and I don't really care who 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 agrees or disagrees with this opinion. Being somebody that has spent a good portion of my lights in sports, in competitive sports, 
I will tell you this. Anybody who, any man who now identifies as a female, whatever the hell that means, and goes and plays women's sports, go and look at where they were at in their sport before that happened. I, you're not seeing top-tier talent go out and do this shit. You are looking at bottom feeder talent who doesn't read, that cannot read the writing on the wall and cannot understand the fact that there it's time for you to go. It's time for you. You've gone as far, the sport has gone as far as it will take you. And they can't come to terms with that. And they want to go over it. They, they want to go over, oh, I identify as woman, blah, 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 blah. No, no, stop. Stop it and just, just stop. And then you have, you have, you know, and here's the other thing is, is like, you know, um, I've talked to uh, many of women that are, you know, uh, it's, it's softball season and baseball season. And I am, I am a mad, mad man. I absolutely love women's softball. Um, I'm sorry. The first woman to play in a collegiate baseball game, um, for Brown College, Brown Bears. Uh, and, you know, good for her. Good for her. Good for her, you know, and she is a scholarship athlete. She's a scholarship athlete as a baseball player. Why? And she's good enough to do it? Because there is no female baseball teams. So, in that being said. It's called it, softball. It's, uh, no, it's, it's not. Softball is different. <laughs> You know, and she didn't want to play softball. She wanted to play baseball. But I'm just saying, in that, in that, good for her. You know, uh, I will say this any woman that can excel in a sport that is dominated by men, right? I I give them all the credit in the world. Do I, do, do I think that? There, there is very few sports that that I think that women, if they are good enough, should be allowed to play with the men. Golf, absolutely. Baseball, yes. You want to know why? Because they are non-contact sports. Right. That well, and, and that's and that's that's the whole thing. I think people people miss that. You know, uh, in my opinion, people miss that when we talk about these sort of things. We're not. I'm not bringing it up as as politics or this no, or that. No. I'm bringing it up because there are certain times where there are females that are just as good as as males, or even better in that sense. Uh, and this happens to be, uh, you know, one of those sports where, hey, somebody beat somebody else out because there was just pure good athleticism, right. and that and that and that all that's all that needs to be said. There is no, <clears throat> there is no gender bias there because that person was beating out another person, and that and that's it. And Correct. you know, when you have to start manipulating your 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 gender because you don't like the results. I think there's something wrong. And that, that's just it. Right. I mean, like I said, just a few short minutes ago, any, you are not seeing top tier blue chip athletes identifying as women and then going play. You're not right. Or vice versa. Yeah. Or vice versa. So it has nothing to do with, 
oh, I feel like I'm a man. No, you don't feel like you're a man trapped in a woman. You're a woman trapped in a man's body. That's not what it is. You suck at your sport. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be, but just brass right now and just be blunt. You suck at your sport, and you can't handle that truth. So you're you're trying to prolong something. Okay, it's time to stop. You know, you you're you're no longer you you've gone as high as you can go in your sport, and now it's time to explore the rest of life. You know, it, it, that that's what always pisses me off. You know, it, I just I I don't know. I I don't I don't have I I think and more than anything else not even so much from a, a from a, a sports standpoint of it you know um, and like I said not trying to bring politics or or anything like that into it is if I was a woman I would be downright insulted by that crap yeah yeah you know and that's, so now that's... there's there's they're taking everything away. You know, women and men are different for a reason. Not one's better than the other. They're just different for a reason, right? There are things that women can do that men can't do, you know, and it's and vice versa. And it's like, you know, this 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 whole mentality of, you know, it, it's uh, you could be whatever the want to be. No, the fuck you can't. No, the fuck you can't. OK. It's like it's. Get the fuck! No, you cannot. You know, it's I like be a tree. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, I don't know, but in the state of Wisconsin, in the state of Minnesota, they're not putting kitty litter boxes in bathrooms, and kids are coming to school and get out. I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, you know what? Like I said, we're kind of getting off the rails here when it comes to the topics of the show and what we do, and I don't want to bring politics into it. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. Any child that is saying that they are a cat or a dog or they are a man, but they identify as one person, somebody find the parents and smack the shit out of them. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Moving on. No. Moving, moving forward. Um, and nothing, in our opinions and our views, have nothing to do with any of our sponsors. No. These are our opinions. These are our views. Uh, so don't don't take it out on any sponsorship or this or that. Um, <laughs> we we just we just talk about what we talk about here, you know. And then that's and that's and that's just happens to be uh, a matter a matter of fact. We go um, off the rails a lot. A lot. A lot. I decided I decided not, I decided not to drink bourbon today. <laughs> You know, I'm proud um, of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but, you know, in World Baseball Classic, uh, you know, uh, we had Japan versus uh, USA in baseball, and uh, it shaped up the way it was going to shape up, and Japan won. And there's a couple, there's a couple guys on the uh, – Japanese team that I'm sure, while well, one of them already plays in the uh, Major League Baseball, um, there's another one or two that you may be seeing here in the U.S. shortly. You know, young guys, um, and I believe one of them. I, 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 you know, I have a hard time with you know saying these names, but you know, there's a 17 year old name, uh, Hiromi Odo. Well, there's. 
there is uh I told you his name is Ro- 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 Rohoy uh Kobayashi. And that kid's twenty one man and the movement on his fastball is absolutely ridiculous. I think. You know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you what, one of the things on my bucket list that I would love to do is go to Japan and watch a baseball game in Japan. Dude. It just the they just it hits different. They yeah. they hit different. The way the way they hold the bat, you know, I and I remember uh the rituals, every, I mean, all of that stuff. It, like, it's insane. They beat each other with bamboos at the, before the beginning of every game. Oh, like, yeah. I, like, they, the kind of stuff that goes on, and we're like, well, uh, you know, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> somebody, somebody would have a field day in Japan, you know, if they see what goes on <laughs> before a game. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You Major League, the Major League Baseball movie series, classic. All you know, uh, the Natural, classic. You know, sixty one, classic. Um, yeah, whatever you want to talk. Mister Baseball is my favorite baseball movie of all time. Of course it is. Not not trouble with the curve. Yeah, Mister Baseball. The Natural. Mr. Baseball, Bull Durham. That's one and two. You know, my mine, mine is obviously eight men outfield of dreams, and you know the bad news bears. But <laughs> it's just it's it's got the right amount of comedy and everything. Like, like I still, you know what? And I, 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 for the life of me, I can't get my kids to do it. Right? I just can't. I, they just don't well, want to do it because but they I don't I, know Magnum PI. Well, they no, don't know Magnum well, PI. I'm not even talking about Mr. Baseball. I'm talking about I, they need to sit down and watch Major League. Oh man, you gotta sit down and watch oh. Major League, and they won't do it. I'm like, come! On. I mean, Jesus Christ! The best moment in Major League. Is when Ricky Vaughn pulls up on the back of that dude's Harley, and Pepper, the assistant coach, just looks at what do you say? Look at this fucking guy! It's just fucking oh god, it's hilarious. The comedy is just you know. I, I don't know. The best moment I think is when his bed, when Wesley Snipes in his bed is outside, but his bed outside, and he runs from the bed in his in his underwear, his undergarments, and he blows past him. Oh. Yeah, shit! I've been cut already. <laughs> it's just you know, I, I, oh, it's just I'm like you know because they were big baseball players before they got into football you know wow well boys, they, we we put they played the travel baseball and 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 threw away all of our weekends in the summer you know for traveling for baseball thank god that was over with you know but and if, I, you remember me asking you why i was like why i'm like they're gonna play football you're like nah. I'm like okay. Here we are. You know here what? we are. Here's the thing. They they were good at baseball. You know, um, it, it, both of them. my 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 younger son. And and this isn't. I'm not taking away from my older son because my older son was a hell of a baseball player. He had speed. He could catch. He could throw. My younger son played on my older son. Now my younger son is a year and a half year a year and a half almost two years younger. 
than my older son. He played on his on his travel team. That's the kind of athlete he was. And they were all about it. But, and I still think that they would be all about it, but what I have said time and time again, and I've mentioned it on this podcast, they got one bad coach and it ruined it for them. It's all it takes. They it's had, all it they takes. Got, they got one bad coach that, you know, he was somebody who was putting together a travel team, not because he just wanted to teach the game of baseball to the younger <laughs> youth. He was putting it together because he had a son who was a garbage baseball player. And his son wanted to play travel ball, so he just started up this travel team. Well, see, that, and, and that's the worst. The worst situation is as the parent that has the kid, you know. And and we've all we've all experienced it, whether it's been, you know, a female dominated or male dominated or whatever. Like everyone has experienced it, and, and it's it's horrible because it makes it makes a bad situation worse. It makes it makes the the coaching depths of it even worse for the parents because you got, then you got parents that go into the situation that are like, like yourself who know about the game. Right. And then you're trying to tell your kid something, but at the same time, you're trying to teach your kid to respect the coach. And you're like, all right, well, listen to your coach. Yeah. You're like, but dad, and like you ain't, and then the kid's like, well, even, you know, this dad, dad, you taught me that, you know, and then, and then that's where you're at, you know, and it's, it's well, tough, man. Yeah. And that, that was my fight. Right. So, you know, I played high school baseball. I, I played semi-pro baseball and, and all that other stuff. I was invited to try out for the Cubs back in 2003 and all that other stuff, 2001, 2003. Um, it, here's the problem. And, and this is what I ran into with this, is out of the four coaches that were on that team, I knew more about the game of baseball than all four of them. Yeah, and that and that's what's going to bother you, and that's why I said you run into it. And I and I would sit there like their their practice that like they they played on this travel team for for almost three years, and we would start <coughs> practices in January at an indoor facility, and then you know when the weather got nicer, right around this time of year in March, beginning of April, we'd move it outside. So. I'm I'm watching these 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 dads who and, and God bless them. I'm not I'm not you know you know they were trying to do right by the kids, but they just didn't they didn't know. And they would ask me to help out in practices or step in as a coach when one of the coaches couldn't make a game or a practice or whatever. And I was talking to him one day, and they're like, well, what, what do you know about baseball? I'm like, well, you know, I watch it a lot, you know, and I played Little League as a kid. And I'm like, like really? You know, uh, and it's, it, you know, it, it, I, I'm a firm believer. You, you have to know when to punt. And I'm not, it, it, like, if, if that was me, if that was me, right, if I was the one that started this team, and I and it was just buddies of mine, you know, that we started this team or whatever. Um, and I got a dad who, like, I, like I brought my two boys into it, and they were just they were far and away the best talents on the team. You know, not 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 to downgrade the kids on the team, but they were the best talents on the team. And then when they came to me, it was like, man, your kids are hell of a talent. I'm like, oh, you know, I've been I've been coaching them in, in town ball and everything like that. 
And they'd ask me, like, oh, so did you play ball? I'm like, yeah, I played for high school. I played off, you know, I played through high school. I, from the time I was a kid, played semi-pro and all that other stuff. Now, if that's me that was that started that team, I'd be like, hey, guess what? He's the new head coach. You know, it it, it was just painful to see people. People, people do not will not and ever know how to swallow their pride. Right, and you know, and it's very, very few and far in between. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. A lot of athletes. Um, and the, you you speak of that. That well, they swallow their pride. Like they know when to be like, well, I fucked up, right. and you know. This, just talking about that off the top of my head, I remember I remember watching when Chad Johnson was still Chad Johnson before he became Ocho Cinco and he was on the Bengals. And uh, they were playing the Ravens, I want to say, or early 2000s sometimes. It just makes me think of a situation. And um, Chad Johnson was going up, and he, he might have been in the league about, I don't know, two or three years. And he was like – there was goal line and Ray Lewis. And I can't remember who the quarterback was back then, but he thought he was going to take on Ray Lewis. Like he thought, <laughs> he thought he was going to blindside Ray Lewis. Nope, you're not going to do that. He murdered someone. And, and, you know, like I said, again, his name was still Chad Johnson at that point in time. He ran as fast as he could off the line on, on, a, on, a, on a straight up route. I like, remember he, that wasn't, he wasn't getting the ball. I he slams that into him. Yeah, Ray Lewis just, yeah, Ray Lewis just body checked it. Ray Lewis did and Ray Lewis, it wasn't even like Ray Lewis, like, like he saw it coming, just bam, you know, like just a little body check. Like, not even a big deal. He swatted Ray Lewis, like he's a right, Ray Lewis swat. was like swat oh, the swat. fly. Right. Yeah, you know. And and he, he couldn't get up. He, he he gets pulled up by whoever his teammate was at the time and 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 he gets over on the sidelines, and I remember I remember watching the the clip on ESPN later, and he's like, "Man, he's like, I I should try blindside, but I I I don't know, man. Like he he just knew I was kind. Of, I, he's a different kind of man out there, <laughs> you know. Like he <laughs> swallowed his pride, he got his ass kicked, you know. And he's on the sideline going, "Man, I I ain't never gonna do no stupid shit like that again." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's the thing, right? But that, that, but that's the generational thing, right? Like, right. Like I knew when I was younger and I was playing sports, you know, like baseball. I played baseball. I played for the all-star team in my town every year from the time I was like seven until the time I was like, what, 14, just before I went to high school. Because you can't play town ball while you're playing high school ball, you know, and all that other stuff. It's and I I I knew like I I was a smaller guy when I was young, you know. I mean I I didn't grow until after I got into high school and I don't, like I you know I was a smaller kid when I was younger. I was always a smaller kid, and I'm it, not that way now. I'm six almost six two, two hundred thirty pounds. But you know it's I was always a smaller guy. So I knew my role. I knew my role on the team and what they wanted me to do and what expected me. I was a, I was I was a center fielder. I was a leadoff hitter. I was small and I had speed. 
I'm not trying to go up into the batter's box and jack one freaking, you know, out of, out of the fucking park. No, you have to, you have to yeah. play to your attributes. You yeah, I'm playing to my attributes. I had an arm. I could run. And I, I was a solid contact hitter. And that's the thing that cracks me up. It's like, you know, you've got go, – go, go back to Major League Two. Willie Mays Hayes starts jacking balls out of the park, and he's talking with – He's talking with the catcher. Oh God, Tom Berenger. What was the name of his character? Um, uh, uh, Jake Taylor. He was Jake talking Taylor. with Jake Taylor when they're walking through the freaking lobby of the, <laughs> the hotel. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a power hitter." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's great. You're a power hitter, but you're not. You're 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 our leadoff man, you know." And it's like, yeah, you, you know, everybody wants to be the guy who who jacks home runs. Everybody wants to be the guy who, who, you know, scores a goal, you know, jukes goalies out of his pads in hockey or lights somebody up or whatever in football or dunks. Like nobody, like it, it seems like to me in the world of, of sports that like they've lost the appreciation for being a role player. Yeah. Uh, and here and you talk about role players. Uh, and I, I brought, I, no, I brought, I brought, I brought this, up, I brought this up the other night. Um, um, moving, moving forward, talking about role players though, and, and talking about the NFL free agency. Um, Adam Thielen, okay, he signed a three-year, twenty-five million dollar deal when he had a team like the Chiefs offer him two years for twenty-three million, thirteen million guaranteed. Okay, yeah, much better of a contract situation. And as a role-playing wide receiver, Thielen's words were when he interviewed, okay, he said that he feels like the Carolina Panthers are a better contender. They signed Andy Dalton. You, you don't have a quarterback. They signed Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton there, is not a quarterback. So what are you what are you doing? No, and no, and I, I agree. I, I mean, mean he, he is, first, but he's, he's not first, the first first pick in the draft. And now, now you look at all this bullshit coming back after all these quarterbacks have had their pro days at, at their places, and nobody, nobody is through the roof. And everyone's like, oh well. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Now nah, nobody's talking about C.J. Stroud. Carolina is going to take C.J. Stroud. They're talking about. They're talking about how Bryce Young is consistent, and the exact words they used for Will Levis were, "not arm strength, consistent arm mobility," which means he can throw six hundred passes. That's what it means. Just say it. He might not have the arm strength, but he has the arm to constantly throw the ball because he's we, conditioned. We, so we, no, we again, what I go back to and what I stand by and what I said is we have a mediocre draft class at best. Exactly. We have, we have talked about this time and time again, right? Even before I really think, I think this corner, I, I don't understand. I just don't for the life of me. I don't understand why quarterbacks are always the hot commodity in 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 I, somebody make it make sense because it doesn't make sense if to they me. drafted if they drafted like we draft in fantasy I, honest to god i'm just i i don't i don't get it yeah i, I don't. don't get it i don't understand what the draw is 
for quarterbacks. Oh, Bryce Young. Oh, what? Other than the fact that he that he was in Alabama, he didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. Last year, he didn't even make the playoffs, if you want to call it a freaking playoff. Four teams in that playoff, but that's for another show. And, and it's like, you didn't even make the playoffs this year. Last year, you made it, and you, and you didn't do shit. You know, C.J. Stroud, Stroud went out there touting that he was the best quarter, he was the best player in college football. I'm like, you aren't even the best quarterback in college football. You're not even the best player in the Big Ten right now. Right now, I am going to give you. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna every. I think we're gonna introduce this every 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 week. We're gonna do. You know, we have our. We'll have a, a certain a specific segment, and we're gonna call this segment. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this week, and it's gonna be a blind segment. And I'm gonna give it to you. We're gonna call it side by side. Okay, right. we're gonna we're gonna do comparisons. Okay. So this week we're gonna do quarterbacks. Okay, and I'm gonna give you a Hall of Fame quarterback. And then I'm going to give you a quarterback that'll probably be in the Hall of Fame, and that's all, that's what we're going to do. So here we're going to we're going to go just, and we're just strictly stats, strictly stats. Okay. Okay. He's a a nine time Pro Bowler. Okay. He threw for 420 touchdowns. He has 61,361 yards. Okay. Completion percentage of all time, 59.4%. He played in 242 games, and his average is 216. Okay. Uh, that's that quarterback. I'm going to give you another quarterback. Okay. All right. All right. He has... He has been a six-time Pro Bowler. He has won two Super Bowls. Okay. His total touchdowns in his career, 418. So two less than the previous guy. His total amount of yards in his career, 64,088. His completion percentage in his career 64.4%. His average per game, 208. The amount of games he played, seven more than the previous quarterback, mm-hmm. 249. I feel like one of them is Drew Brees. No, Drew Brees passed for way more yards than that. Oh, okay. Now, in that, in that side-by-side comparison, which is about average you well, who do you think is who one of them is in the hall of fame one of them will probably be a first ballot hall of famer uh, if you had to guess I, I i took a drink of bourbon so i stopped listening for a second okay so, all right well no. i'll tell you this one of them is dan marino all right only quarterback to not win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. So he was the first guy. The second guy, arguably controversial quarterback for the last like six years, telling everybody, oh, he should hang it up. He should hang it up. 
He's you know not a good quarterback. They didn't even like uh, him. A lot of a lot of athletes, did, a lot of guys didn't even like him in his own city. Aaron Rodgers, but he stuck it out with that Matt same Ryan? team for his entire career. Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, Ross. Underrated court. You know, he caught a lot of crap and unjustifiably so. I mean, I his personal life, his personal life was his personal life. I'm not going to get into that or anything like that. But, you know, he, he's won more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning has. I, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. Just, I don't. Well, won, won a Super Bowl as a court, as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You remember against who? <laughs> it wasn't the Arizona Cardinals. No, it was not the Arizona Cardinals. No. Yeah. Let's anyway, see. Moving on. Yeah. I was like, I gotta think about that. Fuck. That was that's why he was a rookie in 04, so yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the year before. It was the year before the the Bears played Peyton Manning in, in his first Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't remember now. Was it can't. Panthers? Panthers? Uh, who'd you say? Was it the Panthers? No. Who was it? No. Was it New England? No. Because New England's in the same. Oh same no! Yeah, you know what? You are right. It is the Panthers. I'm sorry. I think it is the Panthers. Yeah, it was the Panthers. All right. Because that was back when that was it was their first or second year with the Panthers and the Jaguars as expansion teams, and the Jaguars were playing in the AFC Conference Championship in the Carolina and the Carolina. Because that was the big draw, right? You're yeah. going to have two first or second year teams playing each other in the Super Bowl, and Jacksonville lost. So, 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 who was the quarterback for the Panthers back then? Was it was it uh, Jake Delhomme or was it Kerry Collins? Oh. Now you're stumping me. No, it was DeLone. Had to have been DeLone. Because Kerry Collins was with the Giants by that point. It had to have been. It had to have been. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it had to have been. It was, Jake. Yep. For the winner! But, yeah, I mean, you know... It's, you know, we, we talk about this all the time about sports then versus now and everything like that. And it's just, to me, there's no comparison. And, and you know what, that, that's what, that's, to me, that's the draw of March Madness, right? It's because there's the Cinderella stories and all that other stuff and, and the upset. That, but more than anything else, they still play hard. And they play with heart all the time. You can, they still play defense in the NCAA. Nobody plays defense in the NBA anymore. Nobody. Show me a team that plays defense. Okay? It doesn't happen. It, because it's all about offense and everything like that. And, and I, I, by the way, I think that the NCAA tournament, tournament and the NFL playoffs. I, I have to correct myself. Um, I I don't think it was. I think I think the Panthers the Panthers lost to the Patriots. 
I think, because I remember it was it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady won that, so I'm 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 probably wrong in that. I think I think the Steelers beat the Steelers beat um, the Seahawks. Remember, it was the Seahawks back then. Yeah, it, it might. I, that's, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I I, I I'm pretty sure. Anyways, moving forward, yeah, I, you know, um, so these these guys, man, I. I, here's my thing. I don't like, here's what I don't like about Major League Baseball. This is what I don't like about basketball and the NBA is this garbage of best of five back in the day for the first round. Now it's just best of seven. No, screw that. One game, one shot, you're done. You know? Yeah. You, you know, and that's and, and, and so that's one of the reasons why, college sports is is so appealing you know um and i don't i've always been a fan of the playoffs so it'll always be playoffs? You know, always, are you always, kidding me P-p- playoffs <laughs> name that coach and everyone's like oh man i don't know <laughs> dennis green yeah, That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no dennis green no dennis green was Famous for his Arizona Cardinals rant with the Bears. Like, they are who we thought they were. No, he said he does the playoffs rant, too, when he was on the Cardinals. No, 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 no. No, the dude who said playoffs, he that was Jay Mora. Was it? Yeah. And I think my I think my timeline is switched. You are you, how, how many? I'm, I'm living in a whole different Mandela effect right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I mean, we we'll go. How about this? How about this? Uh, quick trivia, quick trivia. Great, great, great coach, Hall of Famer, the only guy in the NFL to catch an interception in a game. And throw an interception in a game. Catch an interception. He's a coach. He was a coach. He was a coach. Now catch, he's an analyst. Catch an interception in a game. Throw an interception in a game. Uh, he did it back in the seventies. Jimmy Johnson. No. Give me another. I'll give you another hand. Tony Dungy. Ah, there you go. There you go. I knew it was one of the two. Tony Dungy. Yeah. What a what I'll tell you what. Him and I think one of my two of two of my favorite uh player coaches, uh him and uh Herb Edwards. Dicka. The coach Mike Dicka. A lot of people don't know that Dicka play you know, played uh in the NFL for some reason. I don't know how they don't know he played in the NFL. It was one of the, the Cowboys, one, of one of the better tight ends. Yeah. You know? Uh Yep. I mean, you know, but you know. There is just it's it's just it's let me let me let me ask you this. Do you think and a lot of the people a lot of a lot of, of, a lot of teams problems are is they overvalue certain guys, right? Now, I think I think the Cowboys undervalued their tight end, letting him go. But then again, 
at the same time, they got two tight ends on their roster that are, are really great. Brandon Cooks has brought in more value as a trade asset than any other wide receiver in history, right? Do you think DeAndre Hopkins is worth more than a second or third round pick? No. I don't and even, I, I don't either. And I personally I, I don't think, I don't even think if I don't if, think he's worth more than a third anything, or fourth round yeah, pick. Yeah, if you gave up anything more than a fourth round pick for D Hop, you're you're you need to have your head checked. And I and I, I completely agree. And that again, my opinion, but the Cardinals the Cardinals want more. Just like just like this whole Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers fiasco. Yeah. You think this thirty nine year old quarterback is worth more, and with a, a, his last season yeah. being unproven, you think he is the next Tom Brady? Like he's got six years left in him. You think he is is going to perform out of his out of his uh, butt kiss, so to speak? Like you really think you think this? You think he's worth more than a second round pick? Yeah, I. You know what? Like they're on the same mushrooms as he is. I. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What were they know, playing out in the dark room together? You know what, like, I, hey, I, I told you this before. Okay, I to, I think it was last week that we discussed about this. If I'm the Jets, right? Because that that's the front runner for the Jets. It is it, for I'm sorry for they for might as well get, they might as well, listen. I think there's going to be two teams when it comes down to uh, selection day and the draft here in the next in the, in the next thirty days. There's going to be two teams that are going to compete. With that first round pick, right? And I think there's going to be those same two teams are going to p- compete for Lamar Jackson. That's what I think is going to happen. Is it's going to be the Carolina Panthers and the New York Jets are going to use their picks and use. I don't. I don't think Carolina is going to trade away the number one overall pick. I don't. I see them going after CJ Stroud. That that's that's what I I think is going to happen. Because he's the greatest quarterback in college football. Kid, he wasn't even the greatest quarterback in the Big Ten. He's the hell out of here. You know, it's like again, it's you know what I I just I don't I don't understand. Like you were talking about Aaron Rodgers, like I don't understand where these, you know, okay, Aaron, you're thirty nine years old. I okay. would have picked up a, a broken Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. If I was the Jets, I wouldn't have not even bothered with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like the four, Aaron like Rodgers, this, this is what I would have done if I was the Jets, okay? I would have gone after either Derek Carr would be number one. And when that didn't pan out, I would have gone after Jimmy G. When that didn't pan out, I would have gone after Lamar Jackson and seen what the Ravens wanted in the trade. And then I would draft a quarterback before I went after 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Do you know that the Packers, in the 30-plus years of great quarterbacks that they have had, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they've only won three Super Bowls? Yeah. (laughs) Brett Brett Favre only won one. Rodgers won two. How do you? How does that happen? Patrick Mahomes has been in the league for what seven years, and he's already won two. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's only and statistically speaking, he's only started for six. He's only started for six, and in five years, he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, it's just I don't. I'm listen. I'm not saying that that, that Aaron Rodgers isn't a great quarterback because he is. Okay, but to be in your late thirties, pushing forty years old, and then tell the Jets, I got a list of demands. I want you to sign this person. This person. I tell go screw. You really want to you want to look at something? Go look at Joe Namath's stats for the year that the Jets won the Super Bowl, and tell me that he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback with a straight face. I I don't I don't I don't get it. You know, it's like you know, you know, his hair had better stats than his performance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It's just, but but see, that's what it is. Well, and then you have you have guys. There are guys out there, and 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 I like again, you know, we'll be dropping emails at the end of the podcast. There are guys out there I want to hear from because here's the thing: tell me without telling me that your Super Bowl winning formula is different from 1970 to right. now. Because yeah. uh, I, I, you know, here's the thing: the last I don't know somebody who's shot me an email and said, well. Um, under the my my assumed online name, well, big old dad Eric. The last thirteen Super Bowl winners have had running backs that have made less than two and a half million dollars a season. And I said, okay. And I and I emailed the person back and I said, also, I'd like to tell you that they were either on a rookie contract, a single year deal, or or an extension. Not a single one of them was on a multi-year, second-year package deal. None of them. Not a single one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco with the Kansas City Chiefs this year, rookie contract. So his first year in the league. And he only took over because Clyde's Edward Hilaire was hurt and was struggling with a hamstring and an ankle for, like, the last two seasons. I I doubt, even though they signed him to an extension after his rookie season three years ago, I doubt that they'll do that again. You know, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl uh, three years ago, when Damian Williams was it, Damian Williams was on an extension of a second-year deal. Again, LeGarrette Blunt, single-year deal, single-year option, because he was on he was on the uh, the the Patriots. Then he went to Philadelphia. You know, or, or I'm sorry, he was on Philadelphia and he went he went to New England, and. He just happened to be on New England for that that year. You know, there's not a single guy that you can tell me as far as running backs go that they and, – and on top of that, they weren't running backs that gained over fucking 1,200 yards. I don't think there was a single one. I don't think there was a single one. Maybe Leonard Fournette. Maybe Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette got blackballed on the Jaguars for whatever reason, and that's the only reason Tampa Bay picked him up. And Tampa Bay didn't pick him up. And sign them to a multi-year deal again, single-year deal. Yeah, you know, I and and I'm trying to explain this. So then my argument was: tell that to the Chicago Bears of 1985, right? He said, and then my opposite argument because they're like, "Well, you're gonna have a quarterback." No, you didn't have a quarterback. You know what the formula was: have an insane defense and have a guy that could run the ball because that's what they did. Yeah, the year that they look up the stats, the year that they won the Super Bowl, see how many yards that that Walter Payton had. 
See how many yards that Jim McMahon had passing. It wasn't that. Their Super Bowl formula, that's the exception. I said, then I said, you want to talk about a, a, a running game, right? Because nobody in the last 13 years, uh, the last 12 winners, had uh, a, an insane running game. Guys that had insane running games, that would never was Super Bowl. Barry yeah. Sanders. Barry Sanders didn't have a great quarterback, not a single damn year. He had an average quarterbacks, you know, well, uh, Aaron I, Kramer being the best average one of, of uh, all of them. Here, here's my thing. I, I don't have a problem with, with teams moving talent or just not re- and let, allowing them to slip away to free agency, uh, even if it is to a divisional opponent. But you have to – I'm, listen, I'm the on pick, your band. I'm on your bandwagon. I'm the pickup has that. to be equal to what you let go. I'm, I'm sorry. Not. When the Bears say, "Well, we let David Montgomery go because he wanted six million here," but we got a you know, and they they've since signed Deonta Foreman, you know, and everything like that from Carolina, which is okay. But before that happens, we let him go because he wanted six million. But we got another running back for three million. Oh, who is it? Travis Homer. It's like. When people respond to that by like, who the hell is that? You know you've done something wrong. Right. Well, you know, it's like the C- he was. You want to know what he was doing last year? He was on the Seahawks practice squad. He was. Right. He was. He was one of. The, he was one of the. He was one of the twenty or, or one of the. Yeah, he was one of the twenty protected guys on the practice squad right, last year. Yeah. That's what he was doing. You know, and because of injuries and the like, not he moved up. Great, and I'm not, and nothing against him, nothing against him. Go out and get yourself a switchblade. Go outside and get yourself an army knife. Well, Go outside and get okay, yourself then. a Swiss army knife. Go out and get get yourself an Austin Eckler. I mean, you really want to compete? If the Bears, if the Bears had the coaching, and they're they're making moves this year, if they had the coaching. They're not. They weren't just a quarterback away. They got the quarterback that they want for the future. They were a substantial offensive line in core defensive way. Now you went out and got your core defense. Get yourself alignment. They had a chance. They had a chance. They had a chance. They had a chance to sign Derek Nandi away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs were like, "Fuck you. We know how good he is." Well, I'm going to tell you this. Right, and we're in, in closing here because I, you know, I got family coming over for the kids' birthday party. But I, this is this is what the Bears. Should, okay, if you're going to let Damon Montgomery go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going after Travis Homer. I'm not going. To, I'm. You can have Deontay Foreman. I'm, I don't even want him. Okay, I want Austin Eckler. That's an yeah. upgrade. Okay, I, I, and I and I get it. They're signing Deontay Foreman and, and Travis Homer because. Oh, we still we we've still got Khalil Herbert, you know, and all. Okay, fine, but and that's the same thing you said when you said we still got Tariq Cohen, and what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, it's I don't know. It, it it'll be interesting to see. I I think free agency is really shooking this draft up. You're going to see a lot. I, there's there's going to be a stuff lot of that talent you... that thinks that they're going to go in the first round that are going to fall to the second. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna hop on your bandwagon of you saying that the Lions are gonna are gonna are gonna win the the division this year, and oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm, I'm I'm with you. 
the current moves they're making, they're they are they are where they need to be. Yep. They, they were playing some of the honestly, they were playing the best football in the NFC North the last six to eight weeks of the season. And probably top five football, top five teams in football the last six to eight weeks of the season. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and it came down to, well, this guy's got to lose and this guy's got to win. And then this has got to happen for that to happen for, you know, them to make the playoffs. And, and it didn't, and it didn't, but they still, they finished what they, they finished nine and eight, I think. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, that's good for them. Like they haven't had, they haven't had a, a, a good regular winning season. I I seen an article the other day that uh, uh, somebody was saying uh, Megatron was thinking about coming back to playing football. Oh, how long? What has he been out for? Like six years. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was in the Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been out so long that it finally he became yeah. eligible for the Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, I like, like, like what? Like, are, are you kidding me right now? Now again, there are guys that could probably, honestly, I, I've seen. You know, I, I, uh, I follow Tyreek Hill on some social media stuff, and. And man, he he messes around with uh some Terrell Owens, man. Terrell Owens can still run. I'm watching Terrell Owens. His man is 50 years old, and he is running a four three nine still. Like like, come on, man. Like he's 50. So I I mean, good for him. Like I'm just saying, like like if he's still doing that, like I I would. I, if somebody would take a venture and take a bet on Terrell Owens, I would still pick him up. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Antonio Brown went out and bought an Arena Football League team. I think it was oh, just so he could still play football. <laughs> was it the Seattle the uh, Seattle Schizos or something? I don't I don't I don't know. But hey, yeah. I'll tell you what uh, the 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 over on the uh, the Orlando team for the XFL because they are zero and five. They were picked to win. They're on a plus ten right now. No, for God's sake. Good lord! Battlehawks are in second place. They're three and two. Go Battlehawks! There it is. I was wondering when it was going to come out. We're almost done. AJ McCarron became famous because his college fiance, college girlfriend, yeah. was was hotter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a bad quarterback. Yeah, you can always tell the camera keep panning over to his girlfriend at the time. Who, a lot of people don't know, and I'm surprised you haven't brought it up. You know, her shame fan is is Brady Quinn's sister. It is. It is yeah. Brady Quinn's. Yeah. Uh, well, I you know I, I I tend to keep that down, which was very odd. You know, during that uh, that 2012 national championship game in, uh, in in 2013, where uh, Notre Dame got shamed. Yeah, I, I could have told you that was going to happen. Matter of fact, I think I did tell you that was going. To happen. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. You know, Titeo was dealing with like you know girlfriends that didn't exist and stuff. You know, yeah. like his head wasn't in the right spot. All right, who was a bear for a brief time? 
Matt Hateo. You know? Which, uh, positive signing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs uh, signed uh, Drew Tranquil this week. Oh. Uh, San Diego Chargers, who uh, <laughs> he was, he was, uh, which I don't know. I, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. Unless they're, they're going to move somebody around to edge, you know, like uh, Casparitis or, or whatever his name is, George Casparitis, or I can't think of how to say his last name. Unless they're moving him to edge and they're going to need somebody on the outside or they're going to move somebody to the outside. They have, they have uh, Willie Gay. I said, you know, I like, I don't, I don't get it. But there again, not a general manager. I don't get these moves, you know. Uh, but they were trying to sign. They were trying to sign another, uh, another wide receiver. You know, with the with the loss of uh, they lost uh, Nicole Hardman. You know, uh, to the commander. Lost though. He's he's a good wide receiver. He just. He was under. He was overshadowed by other guys. I'm not going to say Juju Smith-Schuster is a is a is a great wide receiver because I, I think he could have been much more. He was definitely a good talent, and he shined because Antonio Brown was on that team. You know, uh, I wish Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown probably one of the best wide receiver talents at that time. Probably could have been caliber Hall of Famer and whatever he's got going on, he's got going on, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> horrible thing is, is I like the guy. I, yeah. I do. I, I like, I like his story. I like, I like how he came up. I like, I like how he performed, you know, I like how he went out and got it. You know, when he did yeah. his thing, I, I hate that whatever he has going on, you know, and maybe he has some sort of mental illness that, you know, nobody understands and nobody knows about, which, Hey, happens in the NFL. Oh yeah. You know, happens. these guys get knocked around at, at speeds that we don't, we don't even think about. Like, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody came out and said, uh, you know, Hey, I could, uh, I could throw a pass like that in the NFL. Sure. The fuck you couldn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, unless you're an athlete, and and you and you're changing sports even even that no uh, the average Joe Blow sitting behind the mic or sitting behind the keyboard or the video game or this or that no man you could yeah, not yeah. last three seconds sit down that's all I'm gonna say you know but yeah we've got uh, you know well like I said I I got family coming over for the kids' birthday party so we'll wrap it up here and we'll, there's gonna be plenty more to talk about next week yeah uh, but. Uh, uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, if you know if, if you've got a business or if you've got a website that needs some graphics or, or if you just want to get some kind of video montage together, uh, the, you know, reach out to uh, Ben Renderman, you know, at, at Sutter, S-U-T-T-E-R dot render at gmail.com or visit his, web, visit his website at bensutter.carbonmade.com. And if you guys want to reach out to me, ask some questions or just, you know, bring up some points that you'd like to hear us discuss, um, I, I am all for that. You know, we want to bring the, the crowd in as much as possible. So you can reach out to me by email, beardofginger at yahoo.com. That is beardofginger at yahoo.com. So, you know, yeah. So. And uh, if uh, I'd like to, you know, our, our sponsor, we usually I say in, in the uh, beginning of the, of the podcast, as uh, uh, Dunright Gunners and more out of St. John, Indiana, you can reach him on Facebook. Uh, or you can reach him at 219-306-6839 for all of your gutter needs and or uh, soffit and fascia. 
you can reach out to me uh, at my personal email. It is uh, E-R-I-C-B-A-R-N-A-T at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. hopefully we hear from you more than other people have just randomly shot us emails for no reason. <laughs> Dang TikTok. <laughs> the TikTokery of it. The tightening of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, China China owes more than TikTok for, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sign off, man. You have a good one. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all later, man. I'll, I'll probably talk to you later tonight. So, you know, we'll all see right. you all next week. Next week it is.